Right, before we begin, we got a letter. Oh. <clears throat> Hello, Breedog News Podcast. I'm a long-term listener and first-time emailer. I love the show, but there's something I need to get off my chest. You lot all love to waffle on for far too long <laughs> at the start of the show, moaning about this and that and the other instead of just getting to the news. So I suggest you rename the podcast to the Brewdog Blues Podcast. You can even change the theme music to match the mood. Maybe a little bit of BB King or Etta James. Anyway, keep up the good work. Yours, Mrs. Trellis of North Wales. P.S. That Andrew guy would be the one for me, but I don't trust men who have beards. <laughs> P.P.S. Bruce's oh. jokes are very funny. P-P-P-P-P-P-P-S, well done, Joe, and all that stuff you said about that Tom fella, the one with the stupid hat. P-P-P-P-S, Rob, you have a sexy voice, and I imagine you are very sexy. (laughs) So based on all the above, you wrote this earlier, didn't you? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Right, let's get on with the show. Here's Leanne and Dan, who did a lovely joint intro for us. Please note, this show is entirely supported by you, the listener. Without your kind donations, we simply could not produce this podcast. If you want to keep hearing more from us, please visit patreon.com forward slash news for a really cool way to help us. Really cool. Super cool. So cool, it's like a polar bear wearing sunglasses skateboarding cool. Wow, that is pretty cool. Very. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 30 of the Brewdog News Podcast. This has been recorded on the 27th of August 2019. We are your fortnightly source for the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews from the world of Brewdog and craft beer. This show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper. And with me, Bruce Cameron. Excellent. The man putting the what in Watson is here. It's Andrew. Hello everyone. And the woman putting the love into the podcast. It's Joanne Love. Hey, hello everyone. Coming up on this week's show, we're going to be talking about Punk Day and what freebies you can expect. We'll also be talking about why longer-term EFPs are not happy about it. Jet Blackheart, while you'll not be seeing it around as much as you used to. James is thinking of going for a drive in a boat in the North Sea to make a very strong point. And we've got Scott on to talk about his epic 14-bar bar crawl around Scotland. Standard disclaimer time, we're all shareholders in BrewDog PLC, but we do not work for or speak on behalf of BrewDog. So, without further ado, let's play some theme music! You can either sit on the sidelines and be passive, or you can take an active stand. It's amazing to be a part of something that's not just changing the face of beer, but business too. Hi, this is Martin Vicky. Hey, this is T. Hey, this is James. This is the BrewDog News Podcast. BrewDog News Podcast. James Watt, Martin Dickey, she's diabolical, absolutely diabolical. Hi, hi, Brewdog News Podcast, it's Blackie BFL Melbourne again. And a huge shout out to our new Patreon supporters this week, especially our top tier Patreon supporters, Innes and Neil. Thank you, Innes, thank you, Neil, and thank you again to Leanne and Dan for recording our intro there. That's the first dual intro that we've had, so ace. Okay. No time for messing around. Uh, we've got a new routine. Uh, three minutes to get to the actual news. So, what? I'm going to say hi to you all. The podcast, if the podcast goes on more than three minutes, we cut to the news. So I'm going to ask you all how you are. You've got 30 seconds. Bruce, how are you? What's happening in your life? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm looking after the kids. I've got my kids on a security cam just now making sure that they're still alive downstairs. That sounds so, like yeah. you've got them in jail. Well, kind of. Hmm. Kind of lying on giant unicorns watching YouTube. Of course. Andrew, how are you? What's happening in your life? Not too bad, thank you. It's uh, This will be a bit dated by the time this podcast goes out, but it's over 30 degrees in London today. And I've got the windows closed because... So I live in a, in a flat, in a converted old... Um, so it used to be, if you like, uh, some of these big house from back in the day, but there's now six flats in it instead. The ground floor guy is in our tiny front garden with his personal trainer doing laps of the garden, except it takes four paces to get across our garden. It's all a little bit <laughs> odd. And I've had to close the window because this personal trainer, who's, who's Spanish, is doing a really... Like, you can't sound like Manuel in Faulty Towers just shouting at this guy to, to run harder. And I'm thinking, if he runs any harder, he's going to fly into the wheelie bins. It's just very <laughs> odd. Brilliant. Joe, how's you? How's life treating you? Yeah, good. Um, I went to a really good beer festival that was in Kent, in Deal, the other week. Um, I need to convince them to get Brewdog to come because it was a craft beer one instead of a camera one. It was great. 
Oh, nice. Lots of amazing beers. Check them out on my Instagram. Oh, plug for the Instagram. Being as we're here, would you like to give your Instagram a quick plug so people can go see that? My Instagram is a woman's brew. Come and have a look at all my lovely beers. Post podcast on there too. Excellent. Uh, Right, Punk Day stroke Alpha Dogs I've written here. Um, Yeah, this one is a bit of a weird one. Um, I I think we spied this coming up uh, quite a few months back that there was going to be a thing called a Punk Day happening in September. Mm. A day when they celebrate, Brewdogs celebrate all things punk by offering you some freebies, actual straight out freebies in all the bars. I thought that's a great idea. But when it finally got announced, there was a whole load of confusion about this. Um, I think they said, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Andrew, I'm hoping you've caught up on this one. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was the, they're giving away a free meal and a drink to all, it was to all the FPs was how it was originally sold. Uh, well, <clears throat> it's how it was originally written. I don't think it was any selling. It was more a, uh, a blunder. Yeah, because a few people online went on and said, oh, brilliant, this I presume this applies to all EFPs. I mean, that's an awful lot of people going to be hoping to get a free meal and a free drink on the day. Um, but you know what EFPs are like. they confirmed so. on, on social... Oh, yeah. Um, but they confirmed on the social medias that, yeah, this is uh, this is happening. This is, yeah, and it's for everyone. Off we go. Then on the forums, lots of questions have started to be asked, and they had to walk it back. Uh, poor Laura, who does the social media... She put her hands up and said, look, I made a mistake. We thought, I thought this was, sorry, this was um, for everybody. And it turns out this is only for people who've invested in EFP6. So if you have bought uh, a share or any number of shares directly from BrewDog, not through other people, uh, on this latest round of crowdfunding, which has been going for about six Oh, somebody at the door. Hold on. Oh, Oh, sorry, Bruce. Oh, yeah. Somebody at the door. Oh, it's all right, Bruce. We'll wait. <laughs> he could be having pizza delivered. No, because he's had uh, tacos with no taco before mm. he was telling us, which is basically just meat and lettuce. <laughs> and cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't forget the cheese. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, uh, Andrew, I, where do we even start with this one? First of all, everyone's going, oh, wow, amazing. And then everyone's going, oh, but it's only for new people, which is still amazing. Come on, but... What's he doing now? <laughs> All right. What well, what was that about? I was getting a box delivered, or Lindsay was getting a box delivered. A box of leaflets for her work. So yeah. Anyway, anyway. so uh, do we have any thoughts on this one? I think it's quite a big prize for the um, for a thousand pound of investment that you have to make to unlock it. It's it was advertised as a meal and a drink on Punk Day or Alpha Dog Day, whatever it was called, every year. And that's quite a reward. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, I've invested a, more than mm-hmm. that over three different fundraising runs with BrewDog for different perks. Fair enough, the perks apply to each fundraising run. But this one seems a wee bit detached from the others in terms of value and also the fact it's for life. The only other for life benefits are the discounts. You know, things like abstract addicts, like um, the Overworks Overlords, is for a set number of beers. Whereas this one is for life. It seems a bit of a punchy reward. And I think, to be honest... Really? Sorry. There's a kid riding a dirt bike just round and round the houses. Oh, okay. I thought it was Spruce getting another delivery. (laughs) (laughs) My fault this time. Um, What was I saying? Sorry. Yeah, I've had to shut all the windows. It was too noisy out there. Um, I'm just waiting for an ice cream van to come round to Rob's house. Summer's over in Aberdeen, though. It's, it's no ice cream now. What's I saying? So I think the biggest thing for me was I was really excited when it was potentially going to be all shareholders because suddenly here was something rewarding me for my loyalty over the years as, a, as an investor and yep. for having, if you like, made Brewdog happen in whatever small way it was. So... I personally wouldn't necessarily have been able to take part. It clashes. Uh, I'm away on holiday over that weekend. There is a brew dog bar close to where I'm going. It's about a two-hour drive away. But my other half wasn't too keen to drive um, me home, basically, afterwards. So it probably wasn't going to happen. Nonetheless, it seems <laughs> it's every year I was quite looking forward to doing it next year. So just to clarify then, uh, if there is a bit of confusion over this, anybody who's invested over £1,000 or more in this latest round of crowdfunding, 
then you can you'll be emailed a code and that'll give you a meal for two sorry a free meal and two drinks for yourself and for a guest at any brew dog bar or outpost pub for the rest of on the snow on on the 7th of september and every then year be, every year for eternity yeah or i guess the first first saturday in september well so we'll have more to say on this because um there was quite a backlash on the forum from people saying like whoa, whoa, whoa why are new people getting investments and we're not and he's ended up with James creating a thread where he wanted to bring up some other points. But I'm going to bring Neil Fletcher on in a bit to have a chat about that uh, and go through that. So we'll skip on just now. Cool. And we're going to talk about uh, the charity raffle. We did uh, mention this one last year. It went incredibly well. Uh, Matt emailed me again and said, is there any chance at all you can mention it on the podcast? Matt, it would be very rude not to. Andrew, take it away. So you'll remember, long-term listeners will remember back, I think it was autumn last year, I, I mentioned this story back then, I think, when a wonderful member of our shareholder community, Mark Stevens, ran a raffle. And it was an aid of mind, there may be another charity in there as well, that is a, a wonderful mental health charity and basically raffled off a load of beers that other shareholders had donated. And it was a, it was a wonderful thing to do. The great news is, it's back. So... Mind, you can look up mind.org.uk. They're a significant mental health charity in the UK. And for every £5 you donate to Mind online, you will get one entry into Mark's amazing raffle. So uh, £5 gives you one entry, £50 will give you 10 entries, etc. Basically, you have to go to Mind's website, donate the amount of your choosing, hopefully a multiple of £5, and send him a message on the forum with Equity Punk's Mind and a screenshot of your receipt or confirmation to show the, how much you've donated. You've got to prove you've donated in order to qualify. So it's a wee bit of small print, so it's guaranteed posted and collecting of prizes within the UK, uh, possibly Columbus using BrewDog Airlines, but that's all to be determined. Just to give you an idea of the sort of prizes we're talking about, there's a bottle of Overworks Overlords Number 1, Orange Emperor, which Haley donated. There's some beers from Atom Brewery in Hull, which... Uh, I'm quite highly regarded. There's a couple of Death or Glories in there. Ooh. 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 We've got Death or Glory to give away at the end of the show, but we'll come back to that. What? Ooh. Things like a mellow bet. <laughs> <laughs> Things like Yellow Belly with matching truffles from the amazing Leanne, who does a lot of baking, especially for the London bar openings. Uh, what else is in here? AB27, a Tokyo Death, Clown King. Um, what else is in here? Homicidal Puppet Help Desk. Uh, Sink the Bismarck, the little bottle from the advent calendar last year. Um, Black Jack and Shipwreck. Black Jack's ancient. That's going to be really good. Black Somebody's Jack. got a wow. bottle of Cantillon Creek and an I Want to Be Your Dog from the amazing Dan Aykroyd. Um, our very own Fake Fox, Peter, has donated a Beer Styles poster, which there's another one. It's twin in the Glasgow Kelvin Grove bar. And much, much more. So the biggest thing to announce on this, though, is that the two individuals making the highest total donations will be declared Omega Dogs, courtesy of Neil Fletcher. I'm sure you might explain what he means by Omega Dog in your chat with him, Rob. Yeah. And our reward is as follows. So the two that make the highest total donations will get four shares in BrewDog PLC for the individual making the highest donation and one share in BrewDog USA for the individual making the second highest total donations. So these are only donations from this raffle. What an amazing set of prizes. And I think the prizes keep growing as people keep getting on board and keep donating stuff. So get involved. Stunning. So is, I this, mean, is this prize, is this just like one prize? No, so it's a raffle. So, you know, oh, so, you, have, yeah, sorry, okay. you know how a raffle works. You put all the tickets into <laughs> some sort really? of hat or box and pull them out and that gets is given to the person. Last time, Martin Dickey drew, um, I think different people were in the business drew it because Abby went off and recorded with Rona when she was at BrewDog, um, recorded the draw being done just so it was all above board and it was different BrewDog staff. And then um, Martin Dickey pulled the final biggest prize of that raffle. So cool. similar may happen this time. Yeah, that was it's it's stunning and it, it it's brilliant that this is a com- real proper community thing. Well, there's one final update on this which came in today, and I've actually only just seen it 35 minutes ago from when we we're recording. Mark has posted on the forum that anyone who makes or has already made a 10 pound or greater donation to Mind will be entered into a separate draw for a super special prize bundle that Abby Scott, the wonderful Abby Scott from Brewdog, has donated. Now, drum roll for this. This is pretty good. 
Priest, drumroll, please. Two bottles of the collaboration with North Brewing, All Roads Lead North. That was uh, stout, wasn't it? With Tonka beans, really good. Mm. Two times the King's Shilling. One times Al Abordaje, the which I think how you say that, the collaboration with La Pirata from Spain. I remember the, yeah, yeah. One Baltic Fleet, the collaboration with Bivog. One Shipwreck Bottle. One Zulu Time that was with La Goutte d'Or. Two Sarstrucks. One Tiramisu Crew from Fanzine. One Clown King Can from Fanzine. <sighs> one times Two Way Street with Brig Husette Finn. Again, our Norwegian contingent will correct that pronunciation. One Overworks Cosmic Cross Tropical. One Coffee Caramel Curfew. One times Dogma from the Brewdog USA Can Run. One Grano Gusto from the collaboration with Berifico Italiano. One times SOS Mayday versus BRLO from Berlin. And one bottle of AB20 because there's a lot of those hanging around. And if that's not enough, you'll get a sample copy of Abbey's brand new, as yet, unannounced project. I think there's plenty there to get people to get involved. I think I'll be sticking a couple of quid in. So a couple of points. Number one, firstly, there was a grave danger there that we would talk about beer on this beer-related podcast. <laughs> uh, and secondly, I just want to rewind right a little bit. <clears throat> Tell me more about this Leanne and cake. So <laughs> Leanne Everson-Hind goes to... I've not managed to meet her yet, but for different events that happen in the London bars, she bakes using beer. So, particularly stouts and some of your darker ales, they go really well into truffles and brownies and that sort of thing. She's well worth talking to, Rob. Okay. And I think she's London-based, so I'll do wow, the tasting that's... and you can do the chat. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll join you. I'll come up for the day. Fair. That's a deal. Yep. Amazing. Sorry, Rob. No worries. Uh, Bruce. Breaking news. We weren't ready. We oh. weren't ready. <laughs> I was going to say, Bruce, I think we've got some breaking news, so let's play the jingle. <laughs> no. Now! Oh. Breaking news! Thanks, Bruce. What's the breaking news? Well, the breaking news is that, well, let's... <clears throat> Hello, hola, bonjour. Breaking news, Dogs on Deck is going international. But there is a caveat because it's the first time they're going to be trying it abroad and they're piling it, piloting it in bars in the following places. Hold on. I think we should just explain what Dogs in, dog, dogs dogs in, deck, in yeah. deck, yes. Dogs on Deck is. Coming to that. Well, you, okay, go on. Go well, on dogs then. on Deck is when <laughs> you, your EFPs can get a shotty behind the bar. You is that it? Work, yeah, you get to work behind the bar. Listen, you get paid exactly the same rate of pay and you get one of these super rare, super duper EFP dogs on deck pin badges. Has anybody done it here? No. 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 I thought you would. Have. I, uh, I thought you would have, Rob. But no, Pete did it back on the one of the very very early podcasts, didn't he? Who? Peter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Forgot remember him? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Him. Right. So they're doing it in Berlin, Hamburg, Barcelona, and France. Um, you will be able to work in the bar, um, and at the end of that, you get a pint. This is. Is this is a pint of punk in Berlin or a pint of zombie cake in Le Marais. Um, and that's it, basically. Um, one one EFP per site. They're only going to do it in those four towns at the moment. Berlin, Hamburg, Barcelona and France. Um, you don't have to France do isn't certifi- a town. certification. <laughs> I think by that they mean both Le Marais in Paris and Nice. Just, you know. yeah, that's, right. that's what I meant. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. Thanks, that was, yeah. but you you have to do an induction with your shift general manager. Um, if the pilot does go well with those locations, um, they're going to release more spa- spaces for next year, twenty uh, twenty. Um, yeah, that sounds quite good. I did apply for Glasgow. Never heard anything. That's not surprising, really. <laughs> the, pe- people who think that France is a town don't get to work. <laughs> I know. So was it Berlin, Hamburg, Barcelona, and then two in France? Would that be right? I don't know. You're reading it out. Two and two in Berlin. I don't know. It just says it's going to be pilot in the bars in the following places. So there you go. Cool. Brilliant. Well done, mate. We Uh, got there. Anytime. (laughs) Perfect. Breaking news has broken the news. Uh, Joe, let's let's move swiftly on. Let's. Everybody's favourite, Jet Blackheart. What is going on? 
Right, so everyone's been a bit up in arms since Zombie Cake came on the boards about what is going to happen to our beloved Jet Blackheart. It is one of my favourites as well, I'll just say that right now. Um, So James has posted on the forum that, first off, they love this beer, and second, it is not going away. Yay! Uh, The problem with it is that it now needs nitro dispense, which currently can't be done in can or bottle in Ellen. Uh, even though they have tried. So they have it's, tried. They have tried. So it's going to be kept to keg in bars and part of the permanent range. They can create a proper widget for nitro cans. Can. In. Sorry? Oh, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you said oh, no. they can. Oh, oh dear. Right, carry on. I'll shut up. Right, so a proper widget can be created for nitro cans in the US. Uh, Some of those are going to be sent over for the online shop. However, uh, go on. I have um, I have a story about this. I don't know if it relates. I follow uh, Twitter. um, uh, Their their, uh, Brewdog account, and it's especially interesting just to see the replies and the things that people are mentioning towards them. (laughs) The things people mentioned towards them are just typical Twitter cesspool stuff. But every now and again, you'll see people who've had cans of Nitro Jet Blackheart that have just exploded, like really exploded in the cupboards, exploded oh, all no. over counters, or exploded all over pets. Oh. Um, so it, it kind of doesn't surprise me now that they've, no. they're going back in out on this one. Yeah. So, yeah. Until you can do that properly, you don't want to be sending that out and exploding over pets. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, James has also said that he would like suggestions for spin-offs of Jet Black Heart, like the espresso version. Uh, he suggested tiramisu and hazelnut praline. Uh, some of my favourites from the thread on the forum are currently salted caramel, black forest, Oreo or creme brulee. I personally would like to put in a vote for pumpkin spice. Oh, that just reminds no, me of that pumpkin awful spice pumpkin Really? Awful pumpkin beer. I love pumpkin spice. In fact, I'm thinking about brewing a pumpkin beer. Okay, that's just done, everybody. That's our last podcast with Joanne. So we'll just wrap things up now and we'll start off a new one. If you Rude. do a pumpkin beer, don't do it from DIY Ooh. Dog because Pumpkin King, I mean... Oh, no, that was bad. Even the, even the drains rejected it. It was no. just horrible. Yeah, Pumpkin King was bad. I think Pumpkin King was the one that got me into brew dog. Really? That's, that says a lot. <laughs> No, that I'd wasn't f- good. I'd f- I've got a friend in the States who who loves pumpkin IPAs and all that sort of stuff. Especially oh, I love pumpkin beers. October. That's where I've had most he, of mine. He sent stuff over and I just... No. No? No. no. All right, I'm going to brew one now and then yeah. I'll have to share it with you all. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Because pumpkins are gourds. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, oh the jokes are not good tonight, guys. Just wait till later on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bruce. Yes. James, again, we keep saying posted on the forum, but most of this news comes from the forum because that's where all the good stories come from. In this case, he posted it on social media as well. What what's going on? Yeah. Something to do so, with Brexit. I, as boat. you are aware, Rob, the, the other am. two aren't. I I keep my political leanings firmly to myself, and I, I can only usually act on, on them when I get to the polling booth. However, one man—that's not true. <laughs> well, that's yeah. absolutely not true. We have a chat called Political. Beep, to beep, beep that. Beep. <laughs> that you regularly share things in of yes. politicians being. the Yes, that's politicians being but neeps. Delightful. Yes, you know. However, I don't. I don't kind of rant on about my political supporting stance, do I? No. Well, do I? No, I don't. Not on social media. I don't. No. However, James anyway. has gone all political, and as a protest against the prospect of a New Deal Brexit, uh, Brexit he's considering sailing his grandfather's lobster boat across, as he claims the. Perilous open ocean to Hamburg. Now, it's 742 nautical miles, which is actually 854 actual miles. So he'd probably been better saying ni- nearly 900 miles, which was a little bit more impressive than 740. Oh, a ship's captain. Yeah. No, they don't think like he's that. He's travelling at 7.4 knots, which is, oh, I worked this out, 8.5 miles an hour. So that journey will take him just over four days at sea, which, you know, four days non-stop. 
And if you convert that to real money, it, it must feel like about eight months, I think. The boat is going to be full of Brewdog beer, because um, he claims that this may well be the very last time. The only way to get beer from Scotland into Europe come November. But hey, I thought they just bought a brewery in Germany, so you know. They did, but the capacity of Berlin is not even enough for the headliners they're going to brew, so they still need to export. Have you seen the capacity of that boat? Yeah. This is a I mean, to, <clears throat> it's tongue in cheek, days, I realise You're going to drink all that. Of course it's tongue in cheek. I do, I do actually believe that he will do it. Oh, yeah. uh, some someone said in the that that he maybe oh, yeah. it maybe helps him keep his trollerman's license or something like that. Whether that's true, I, I don't know. I'll ask James if if I actually ever see him again, uh, I will ask him. Uh, but yeah, um, how many posts on the forum thread here do you think it took before it descended into Brexit non Brexit chat? Oh, I don't know. Twenty-two. Two. Two is the exact <laughs> correct <laughs> number. <laughs> And then the entire rest of the thread has just been like whether we should have no deal, whether Brexit, no Brexit, all that stuff. So I wonder uh, if somebody's done some stats on, on the number of, of who's for and who's against on the forum. Well, I think in this case, that the it, this is quite specifically a... James is making the point about a no deal rather yes. than Brexit or non-Brexit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is obviously not something that any sort of numbers are generally available on. Um, I, and I, it is a little bit concerning that because James put this all over social media, and it, it is, a, and even the main Brewdog uh, account retweeted James on this. So there was very much a point wanting to be made and picked up on by the media, whether they did or not. I actually didn't check, but he's he's really wanting to make a point. So for him to have got to the point where he feels very strongly that no deal bre- uh, Brexit is a very bad thing for Brewdog. And to make this point, they must have been looking at some figures, which is a concern. Whether whether you're a supporter of Brexit or not, that's a concern for us as shareholders. Hmm. Hmm. In other words, he just <laughs> applied his brain for a moment and he realised that, oh yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, Bruce, let's yes. uh, stop talking. Let's go to the advert. I've got sure. the EFP6 run to, one, to run. You go for it. Brewdog first brewed beer in Fraserburgh, up in the north of Scotland, before moving to a brand new facility in Ellen, about 20 minutes just outside of Aberdeen. But in which year did work officially begin on the Ellen Brewery? Ooh, right. Advert time. Beer like it was. Beer like it should be. Beer like it will be. Welcome to Planet Brewdog. In 2007, Brewdog came howling into the world. Over the last 10 years, we've taken that business that we started in a garage global. In 2013, we built this outstanding craft brewery in Ellen, Scotland. We've also got a fantastic facility in Columbus, Ohio. And this year, 2019, we're going to open a new one in Brisbane, Australia. We also own and operate over 80 amazing craft beer bars, allowing more and more people to try amazing world-class craft beer. Oh, and in 2018, we also opened the planet's first ever beer hotel in Columbus, Ohio. We are an alternate small business, part owned by 100,000 people who love good beer as much as we do. Our equity punk community are at the heart and soul of everything we do. We wear our heart on our sleeve, and we do things in our own terms, and we do some crazy fish. Helping us turn an entire industry on its head. Being a great employer is core to everything we believe in. We share our profits with all of our team. We're a living wage employer, and we even give team members a week off work when they get a new dog. We call it paternity leave. The clever name. Thanks. Fueled by our passion for beer, our growth has broken all types of records. We're the number one craft brewer in Europe, and we won't stop until we're the number one globally. Our simple mission is to make other people as passionate about great craft beer as we are. And in terms of that objective, we are just getting started. Okay, just before the break, we asked Brewdog First Brewed Beer in Fraserburgh, up in the north of Scotland, just before moving to a brand new facility in Ellen, about 20 minutes outside of Aberdeen. But in which year did work officially begin on the Ellen Brewery? Rob? Um, I know you know, Bruce. I know. I'm wondering if Andrew or Joanne, if either of you know. Brilliant. <laughs> Andrew? Was it EFP3 that paid for Ellen? Or was it EFP2? So that would make it 2014, 2015? Oh, 
See, I was going to say 2012. I was way out. 2013. Oh, I was closer than I thought I was. Uh, okay, we're keen to hear from you here on the Brudo News Podcast, so please feel free to call us 01224 518 501 and leave us a message. Uh, we've got two messages this month, and the first is from a friend of the show. This is Matt the Banker. Hello, Brewdog News Podcast. It's Matthew. Remember me from the first podcast. It's been a while. Uh, just a quick question. Some of my friends have been going on about a Brewdog versus uh, Cloudwater, I think, special beer. I've been seeing pictures of empty shelves and uh, many discontent beer drinkers. What's the story there? Look forward to hearing from you soon. Bye then, Herb. Yep, so thank you very much, Matt. Uh, a great question, uh, and one I can answer as well for a change. So the Brewdog versus Cloudwater, uh, you'll see it in uh, some of the larger Tesco's. Most of the time, it's sold out instantly. Uh, Bruce, our friend, uh, mutual friend Richard, he went along to his local Tesco and purchased every single can they've got and made, made the staff member go out the back and find any more and purchased all them. And she came back with a case of Hazy Jane by accident and he said, oh, I'll just chuck that in the trolley as well then. <laughs> so he loves it and very kindly gave me a can. And I got to try it, and I can honestly say it is absolutely beautiful. The hype is real. It is a 6.9%, I think, double IPA. You just can't taste the alcohol. It's smooth. It's creamy. It's like it's like Hazy Jane, but not quite as bitter. Um, and I have ordered two more cans, which I'm hoping will come on my Tesco delivery tomorrow. I tried... Silverburn Glasgow, the, the big Tesco there, and there was there was nothing, and the staff member didn't know anything about them. Um, but there was a space, there was an empty space for it, so um, I'll try uh, it at some point. I'm guessing by the silence from Andrew and Joe, you've not tried it. I mean, well, I went to the Dover Tesco's on Sunday, no, yesterday, and there was a big empty space, but I got all the other beers that I wanted to try from the new range. Ooh. They, they, they do have a good selection. Sorry, I mean, it was just yeah. good test. they do have a great selection of craft beers. Yeah. We, we don't really do big Tesco's in Zone 1 and 2 in London, so I've not, not been there yet. But, Rob, did you tell yeah. Tesco about the significance if of tomorrow? You... No. Are they going to bring your cake as well? Is it not your birthday tomorrow? No. <gasps> you posted on the floor, right? Okay. What? Yeah, I did accidentally. I really shouldn't have done that. <clears throat> I've locked my Facebook down so nobody can thank me. <laughs> it's a, oh, oh, boring! <laughs> was that? Well, I wish, I wish you a happy oh. birthday. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, okay, Matt, I hope that answers that question. Please do check it out. Brewdog versus Cloudwater. Get it while you can. It's a limited edition. Get it while you can. See, Joe? Can. Uh, uh, funny. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, we've got another message here. Uh, this is from, I think, a, a guy in Wales. Hello, Brewdog News Podcast. Edwin Jones from the Valleys here. First time caller, but nah, long time listener. I don't have a question as such, but I just wanted to say that I think Bruce's joke section is absolutely amazing. And if I'm being honest, the only reason I listen. I think he should consider going on his own and making his own dad joke podcast. Bryce. You're more than welcome to come down and tell some of your jokes here at Brewdog Cardiff. Double high. Is he actually so from Wales? So a few thoughts on that. Hmm. Is he actually from yeah. Wales? Um, Been a bit Geordie there. There was a bit of Geordie. I think yeah. it was a bit Indian at times yeah. as well. He sounds like yeah. Naveed off uh, Still uh, Game. Yeah, yeah. Except Naveed had a, an actual accent. <laughs> so, um... An interesting one. So that person, Bruce, wants to have Bruce have his own podcast doing nothing but jokes. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, it's good. It's good to be loved. It's good to be loved. Yeah. People uh, do, do appreciate you, me, you see. Do you recognise that voice at all? No. Bruce, can you do any other accents? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he did three and one there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, no, but intentionally. Like that, no. <laughs> all right. Um, Bruce, you could cue this one up so people don't have to listen to my voice yes. for a little bit. Earlier in the show, we were, we we're talking about Punk Day and I think why some people were not happy about it. And I think in response to to this, James published some thoughts of what EFPs do get, especially in terms of potential returns on their investments. I mean, Rob, you spoke with podcast, podcast regular Neil about this, didn't you? Yeah, Mr. Fletcher, I did. Uh, I'll just play that, will I? Go. Cool. 
Okay, Neil, so uh, as you know, you're very active on the forum. Uh, James posted up a thread entitled, We Never Do Anything for Our Equity Punks. It was uh, obviously a bit of sarcasm there. Um, and then he goes into a bit of detail on that. Um, I wondered if you'd just maybe quickly run through the sort of bullet points that he put up and uh, offer up a couple of thoughts on each of them. I certainly can. Well, the first one I think he mentions is the increase in share value. And I think from any standpoint that you want to look at it, um, the increase in value, certainly from EFP1 onwards, has been absolutely tremendous. Um, as a performance, as compared to many other equities, whether they be private or listed, uh, the level of growth has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, he put up figures based on um, the various different uh, share prices, and that's all very well and good. I actually did post later on on the selling prices, so I looked at the two trading, sorry, the three trading days, also the TSG buyback, uh, and even if you look at those rather than uh, the actual sale prices and the share raises, it is still phenomenal growth. So yeah. anyone who's uh, who's been looking to get growth from their investment certainly shouldn't be unhappy with that. Uh, I think the only thing is uh, basically the liquidity, which he's mentioning with regard to the trading window, which is his second point. Now, the trading yeah. windows, they, they say every year when there's not a raise, but uh, everyone knows we have raises all the time. So in reality, over the nearly 10 years that the shares have been available, there's only been three trading windows. The last one was in July, sorry, January 31st this year. Uh, the, the third, that, that's from an investment point of view. Now, I, I did comment as well. I think the most important thing for since the shares are now uh, you know, nearly 10 years old for some people, uh, liquidity is something that people can start to expect. Uh, I, I always argue, and it's, it is my point of view, not not a not a fact of life, but uh, expecting to sell a private equity less than five years after you bought it, I think is a little bit unrealistic. Uh, mm-hmm. But when you get up to 10 years, if the company's doing well, you would hope for a little bit of liquidity. Uh, James has announced uh, that he hopes there will be a trading event in May, which is just after the close of the current share issue. Uh, and that's excellent news. Uh, it just means that anybody who wants to sell needs to make sure they have their computer share accounts in order. Because believe it or not, I was inundated with people who hadn't done it, despite being reminded by lots of people, including me and Cameron. Uh, and uh, they couldn't take part in the uh, the trading window. You know, Sometimes it can take a, a f- several weeks to get yourself sorted out if you've lost track of it, if they don't have your correct address and that sort of thing. So uh, basically, if you've got the slightest uh, opinion that you might want to sell next May, sort your computer share account out now. Don't yeah, I feel I feel like this is one that we keep needing to hammer home to people, but you do see the sharp end of it where people just don't get it sorted in time or haven't got well, a clue how to start you, down that process. Now, know? before I say anything else, I'd like to say that, bear in mind, I learned this the hard way. I learned this the hard way because I couldn't uh, do anything because I locked myself out of computer share, moved moved address, never told them, uh, changed my email and never told them. Uh, and it took me something like about four months before I could get hold of my shareholding because uh, I could have been anybody. I had to prove uh, that I was the person who bought those shares back in 2009, 10. Uh, and having never told them that I'd moved from Aberdeen to Manchester and that my email addresses all got out, Got, got you know all been changed uh it took uh, quite a bit of evidence before i could get back in so uh, anybody else who's made that mistake you're in good company <laughs> excellent okay the other things james goes on about is equity punk discounts uh and uh it looks like we're using them a lot in the various different bars and online i was interested in the top 10 bars for discount and despite manchester um, which there's been some news about today being one of the most profitable bars, it was not in the top 10 for discounts. And I think that's because there's a lot of the general public that go into that bar. And yeah. uh, maybe we need to encourage some more of the general public to be drinking our beers and visiting our bars. Uh, certainly from an investment point of view, that makes an awful lot of sense. Um, we do obviously sell most of our beers in supermarkets and third-party places, but uh, I think the more general public we can get going into our bars and uh, buying online, the better. Um, there's also, he mentions birthday beers, so uh, I, I know I got my first one, I think, last year, uh, and other people can nip in on either side of their birthday and get a free beer in the bars, or I believe you can add one to an online order that's free. Um, there's the AGM, which of course is a very popular event, uh, and uh, there's other annual general mayhems happening, and in fact one in Berlin, I think, very shortly, uh, which we're very, very lucky to be able yeah. to go to. And his last comment is hold fast. And I think, to be honest, that's probably the best comment because 
if you're looking for a return on your investment, uh, long-term holding on to it is usually the best way of getting the best return. Neil, thank you for that. Um, just a couple of the numbers you posted here as well I thought might be of interest to, to listeners as well. Uh, in 2019 alone, the EFP discount handed out over the bars if you were to total it that way. James reckons that's going to be over £1.3 million. Pounds. Mm-hmm. That's quite a staggering figure, isn't it, really? Um, I, I never thought of it in those terms. Yeah, it's a very big figure. I, although I, I personally, it's again my personal point of view, I actually don't think the EFP bar discounts cost us a single penny. Um, from the experience I've seen of, of lots of other people, would we be going there that often and drinking that much beer if we didn't get the discount? Uh, yeah. I certainly go into an awful lot more Brewdog bars because I know I'm going to get my discount. Uh, I know, well, certainly we we tend to tip anyway, so our, our discount probably goes in tips. Uh, but, um, you know, I don't think without the discount it would be attracting as many people. So uh, I think we're probably making it up. Uh, and I see, rather than it costing us money, I actually see it as driving turnover. Uh, and I actually think it's a great thing. And if it's 1.3 million, that's brilliant because it means that, uh, say, that's a 10% discount, then that's 10 point something, what, 13 million uh, that's going over the bars from, from us, uh, which is yeah. cracking. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Now, um, he also mentioned like the AGMs are costing, uh, to do the AGM this year cost £200,000 after, you know, all the money they put mm-hmm. in minus all the money we paid. Uh, and then through different events throughout the year, they spend at least half a million pounds. Um, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, do those I, well, events... I think he's looking at it completely the wrong way. <laughs> um, that is a promotional event. Uh, yeah. I, I know how, it, how much it costs to advertise on Google. Uh, I work for a company that is a mainly online sales-based company. And you, for a turnovers that James is talking about, you would be spending several million pounds per year on Google to get yourself up there. Uh, so these events here have got lots of hundreds, uh, lots of noughts at the end. Uh, but in comparison to what we would have to spend if we were advertising in a normal way, uh, I actually don't think it's that high. So James is, is, is saying we spend all this money. And it is obviously to, for EFPs and to our benefit. Uh, if you go to them, uh, but they are effectively a, a very good promotional tool, and it's probably, uh, I would say, maybe a quite cheap way of advertising and ensuring customer loyalty, rather than a cost. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not not to stare a gift horse in the mouth, but um, it's certainly one of the reasons I remain so passionate about Brewdog is getting to go to these events, and and, mm-hmm. and of course they know that, you know. Yep. Um, I, I think, uh, looking at the bigger picture of what James posted here, um, <clears throat> the thread's entitled, We Never Do Anything for Our Equity Punks. You've just ran through a list of stuff there. We've we've talked through everything. Undoubtedly, they do, hence his sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, here's how the, the post actually starts. In the light of some of the recent comments on here, I just want the opportunity to break some things down and share some stats with you. From any perspective, the increase in share value has been fantastic. At its heart, before we add in the other amazing benefits and perks discussed below, EFP is a financial investment. Now, that last statement is something I think is really important and shows the mindset of James. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, a a huge number... Uh, probably more of the people that I deal with, uh, deal with uh, more of the people that come on this podcast or I spend time with on the forum, they don't see it as a financial investment. Um, I mean, I've got you know a measly amount of shares in Brewdog. Certainly, nothing. You know, it's like a couple of hundred quid, something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't consider that particularly a financial investment. I consider that as just I want to be part of this thing and support this thing, and then I get the benefits for it as well. So I find it interesting that James Lowe always comes at EFP from a financial investment point of view. And I don't think that addresses a lot of the people who give a lot to the community and and don't expect a financial reward, you know, further down the line as a result of it. 
Do well, you have any thoughts on that? Yes, I do. I, I, and I've made a few posts about this. Uh, there are lots of reasons that people buy Brewdog shares. Um, uh, in fact, if there are 100, over 100,000 investors, there will be over 100,000 reasons. If you want to group mm. them together, you have the financial investors, which I certainly started off as. Uh, when I put, a, put more than a, well more than £1,000 into the company in 2009, I, was, I didn't do it because I was a philanthropist uh, wanting uh, a local Aberdeen company to do well. Uh, I basically wanted to make an investment uh, and I wanted to make one in an Aberdeen company making a product that I thought I would like. And yeah. uh, luckily, uh, both financial success and uh, good beer came together uh, as well. I would actually add uh, a sense of community, which for me now is probably the most important part of what I do about Brewdog. So I guess when you know James comes on the forum and he sees negativity and he sees people moaning about oh, I didn't get this free or something like that. Uh, perhaps like the, the punk day, which we'll be talking about as well. You know, people missing out on that opportunity if they've been a, an equity punk for a while. Um, you know, those those kind of sort of, you know, moans, really. Yeah. I guess it must stick in his throat. And this is why he kind of sometimes feels the need to go back and remind people, hey, at its core, let's just remember the most important thing here. We've all made a lot of money on paper. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I think that's great. But the, I say the first class of shareholders I would group together are those for financial reasons. Then there are those that have uh, invested maybe a little bit more. So it's a combination of, yeah, I can risk a couple of hundred quid on this and I'm going to get some fancy beers or this, that and the other. Um, you know, the discounts that you get in the bars and online. And that's another track. And then what we have, and we've just recruited, I think about 20,000 of them, are people who have really just paid 25 quid to join a beer club. Yeah. Um, and their aspirations are going to be very different uh, to those in the middle and those who are on the pure financial end of the spectrum. Uh, and he's going to have a difficult job balancing them all. I think there was a few moans with regard to the punk, the alpha dog punk day, which I think, unfortunately, was one of those mistakes that Brewdog occasionally makes. Um, if they just said right at the beginning, this is for people who invest in EFP6, Unfortunately, because our staff weren't as well briefed as they should have been, it's certainly not, in my opinion, the staff's problem, it got for a few hours that people thought anybody with a £1,000 worth of shares was going to get it. And when you offer somebody a, a bonus or a, or a perk and you then take it away from them or tell them, oh, I'm sorry, we made a mistake, you're not getting it, that really upsets people. If, if, if you get it right first time, that wouldn't have happened to that degree. Uh, unfortunately, we do have, unfortunately, Brewdog, a bit of a track record of getting these things wrong. Uh, yeah. We really should be writing them down, and I know it takes time, and I know it's boring to have three or four pages of A4 to explain why you, you know, what this particular perk is. But unless you have that, some people are going to be... Um, uh, to get the wrong end of the stick and as soon as someone doesn't get something they think they're entitled to they're unhappy and it takes a lot 20 times more happy things to wipe out one unhappy thing yeah you know, uh, and and that's the difficulty yeah absolutely i think there are so many perks now that it's it's a minefield to get our way through and i think it might be you know yeah, up for a bit of simplification. Uh, as you may know, I'm a tax accountant and the, the British tax system is the most complicated in the world because it has grown arms and legs and nobody dares change it. And unfortunately, the dog perks are becoming a bit like that. Uh, they yeah. are so complicated that uh, it is really hard uh, for it to work out and how a member of staff behind a bar can cope with that while they've got everything else to do at the same time, I really don't know. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Neil, um I've kept you for way too long. Uh, just just before we go, a couple of quick things. Uh, we're giving away a bottle of Death or Glory um, at the end of this show uh, in, entirely and in, in down to the fact that you very, very kindly gave that to us. So uh, just wanted to say a very sincere thanks. And whoever wins it, uh, I'm sure they'll be very thankful as well. My pleasure. Yep, so thank you very much there to Neil. Uh, some good thoughts, some good comments. Um, as ever, Neil, absolutely on the money, as it were, with his uh, thoughts on stats and numbers that BrewDog are putting out, and a good reminder about what actually investing in BrewDog really means. It's not just a discount and fan club. Um, okay, next up, I'm going to give you a bit of audio here. I recorded with Scott. Um, I'll let Scott introduce this. Uh, Bruce, you remember 
many moons ago, long before any thoughts of podcast happened, we toured all the current Scottish bars, didn't we? We did, yes, yes, I remember We that. did it twice, because the second time around there were a lot more bars open. There's no way we could do it now. In a day, it's just impossible. There's 14 Scottish bars, so it's not <laughs> going to happen. Uh, but uh, here's a man and uh, his two pals who did it in uh, three days. So yeah, here nice. we go. This is Scott. Hello, my name is Scott Mewson. I'm sat here in Rudolph Castlegate enjoying a freshly tapped Hazy Jane. Rob wanted me to tell you all a story, so here we go. In the middle of June, myself and two friends attempted to visit all 14 Scottish Brewdog bars in one weekend. This is the story of how it went. Putting this together seemed ridiculous. I mean, who on earth wants to travel around Brewdog bars for three days? With great friends, sampling some of the finest beers with us they offer, meeting the best staff in the industry, along with a whole load of equity punks. Oh yeah, that's right. Everyone, or Abdi, as I would say. So myself, Stuart Reynolds, and Lewis Allen did just that. This is the story of how it went. Whilst flicking through my Brewdog visa in bed one evening, wondering how I'm ever going to stamp all these beautiful places, I realised that the Flying Scotsman was maybe more achievable than I had initially thought. So if you're wondering what on earth I'm talking about, allow me to explain. If you ask them, Brewdog will send you, for free, an intergalactic beer visa. It's the size of a standard passport, so from here on out we'll call it the passport. Inside the passport you'll find a list of all the Brewdog bars both in the UK and all over the world. Next to each bar there's a space ready for a unique stamp which you can get when you visit that bar. Now you'll be more familiar with the name Flying Scotsman relating to the iconic steam train, but in this case we are talking about one of the many rewards that you can earn from Brewdog when you take your Brewdog passport and visit all of the current Scottish Brewdog bars. Scotland is an amazing country filled with amazing people and in turn a whole lot of Brewdog to reward them. I didn't take much convincing to get my friend Stuart or Lewis on board. After researching transport and accommodation, culminating what can only be described as an investigation board from a crime movie, we were ready. Ensuring we didn't spend more than an hour in each bar and consume no more than two glasses of deliciousness, the route was set. All we had to do was wait for the big day and on the 21st of June, it finally arrived. So it began in uh, Inveruri. We uh, got the time wrong because it opened to 12, not 11, as Stuart thought. So that was a good start. So we had a lovely coffee in one of the cafes in Inveruri. But as soon as we got in there, we're actually quite close to a couple of the guys that are working there. So Craig, the manager, Craig Cargill, he's uh, spot on. He's almost a family friend these days. And uh, as soon as he sees you, he's chilled out, but he wants to do everything for you. So as soon as I walked in, Asked for photos and all that, he was, he was well up for it, you know, a couple of beers on the side, he was really chuffed for it. But also, uh, rather strangely, one of my uh, students from university is one of the assistant managers there, Adam, and uh, he was quite excited to see us there as well, so, you know, kind of keeping that relationship as professional as possible with Rudog in the mix is quite difficult, but uh, everyone really treated us well, and uh, the bar itself, since it opened, it's been so popular up there, and you can tell why, because it's always dogs in this one doesn't matter i mean i know dogs are a popular for brew dog but i mean it's really really good there so yeah Inveruri, big tick we're finishing up in Inveruri, and the next one to go to is peter heed just my advice to you you're not really going to go down the public uh, transport route here you need to take a car so get one of your more sober friends to take you up because it's a little bit too long to get the bus on the train peter heed's um my hometown technically from uh, my family so we're quite excited to go there and uh, really chuffed really chuffed to see us uh, had the pizzas ready had the beers ready and uh, yeah really had a good time period hopping on the bus of Peter Heed we're on our way to Ellen starting to feel it a little bit now but uh, lots of smiles uh, jumping into dog tap now Dogtap weren't expecting us, but as soon as they saw us and realized what we were doing, they were so, so cool. They, uh, they threw food at us, they threw drinks at us. We couldn't stop it, man. Andy was amazing, Kat was amazing, and uh, really, really enjoyed it, really enjoyed the experience. 
And uh, what was really cool for us as well was uh, the fact that they had so much fanzine, bars on, uh, fanzine beers on as well. Next stop, Overworks Taproom. Not exactly difficult to get to because you walk across one road. But uh, how good does it smell in Overworks Taproom? If you haven't been, get in there now. And even if you're not a sour beer fan, you are going to love the smell. You're even going to love the shuffleboard they've got in there. This is the bar to be at. You can see where they store all the beer. And honestly, they couldn't have been more chilled. This is when we got our best photo, hanging out on the bar. It was just amazing, a highlight of the trip. Finally, we're home. We've uh, got the bus in Aberdeen. Uh, I, I, we consider Castlegate to be our home bar, even though Flagship was the first one. Castlegate has always been the best to us. And this, interestingly for some, is where I'm getting married next year, so I can't wait for that. But uh, yeah, Ryan is one of our best Brewdog friends, uh, assistant manager here, so he really looked after us. Uh, again, jumping on the bar with honour and all that, loving, loving our time here. And actually, we spent far too much time here. It almost killed the timeline, so yeah. If you are in Aberdeen, don't just focus on the other two, get yourself into Castlegate. So next stop, just a quick walk uh, past Marshall College onto the flagship, obviously the, the first bar that they had. Uh, because of our long time in Castlegate, we kind of needed to cut flagship short, but you know, you're gonna love flagship, so visit it when you're there. So our last stop of the day is Union Square. We really had a good time in Union Square. Stays open till one and we we definitely enjoyed ourselves till one o'clock. Jumping on top of the bar, dancing with uh, distilling cold gins in our hands, we really did enjoy it. So yeah, good party atmosphere in Union Square. Day two started with uh, bacon sandwiches and uh, a slight hangover, but uh, quickly on the train to Dundee, and straight to Brewdog, and uh, really enjoyed our time with Sean. Fantastic. Got it, we didn't meet, get to meet Gary, but uh, really good time in Dundee. Then you have to get the train over to Perth. Little taxi ride from the train station to there, but Perth, really little cute bar. Run very, very well by Eve, and uh, really, really enjoyed it. We're at the end of day two, and the whole trip is going amazingly well. But then we got to Stirling. Don't worry, it was nothing to do with Brewdog Stirling. We had a few drinks, really enjoying ourselves, really good welcome. But then, phone in the Airbnb, everything goes to shit. Turns out we've been scammed out of our booking. Uh, not only are the air races on that day, we've also got a huge pink gig to deal with, and we cannot find a hotel room. My goodness, every member of staff in that place couldn't have been more helpful. Please stay on my couch. Please, please stay in our living room. Please come to this hostel that I know this guy runs. It's amazing, you know, I couldn't have fought Sterling at all. So it went from 100% level of stress to so relaxed, far too many beers, but then moving on to a hotel in a place called Larbert, which, um, yeah, definitely give us a hotel room. <laughs> Day three started a little bit differently to the plan because we would have ended in Glasgow Doghouse, but we actually start in Glasgow Doghouse rather than ending on day two. Now, we were excited because a lot of the bars told us the best food is in Glasgow Doghouse. So we were like, okay, yeah, we're, we're kind of thinking about the buffalo chicken in Castlegate right now, but we're thinking, no, here we go. Oh my goodness. Again, Ben was on hand to go, right, you want some food? You want some food? You want some food? It was ridiculous. You know, the amount of food we had in front of us was crazy. Try the meat tips. Unbelievable. Beef tips, pork, the bacon, the breakfasts. Unbelievable. Do you know what? You can actually go to Glasgow Dockhouse and not have a beer and you will still have the most amazing time. So on the doghouse, Ben also allowed us to get behind the bar and pull some pints. Bit of a dream for me because I used to be a barman, but I've never pulled anything apart from a pint of tenants. So uh, pretty delighted to get my first 5 a.m. scene under my belt. So uh, yeah, and contrary to what the other two say, it was a perfect pint. <laughs> <laughs> Quick Uber from Merchant City onwards to Argyle Street. Now, let's face it, the hangover's really kicking in here. We are sipping our beers, but this is where we were on the coconuts, and oh my god, they get you through. So, uh, 
But anyway, the staff were so much fun in here. And one of the staff even used to work in the Japanese bar Rapongi. So that was pretty cool to hear from her and her experiences between the differences. So yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. But uh, your view from this bar is Kelvin Grove Hall. And if there is a better view from a Brewdog bar, I'm waiting to see it. And on to our last city, Edinburgh. We got the train from Glasgow, and our first stop was Lovian Road. Lovian Road is absolutely massive, and he's quite annoyed that I'm not having my wedding there instead because I could get much more guests in. But um, they allowed us to climb on top of anything for photos here, it was a bit ridiculous. But uh, Andy was fantastic, he, he looked after straight away. Every member of staff was wanting to chat about our whole trip because by then it was really, really packed full. So uh, yeah, loved Lovian Road, loved it. The end is now. We got to Edinburgh Cowgate, bar 14, and we were ready to let our hair down. And my goodness, if there's ever a man to let your hair down with, it's Lockie from Australia. He's the manager there, and he is out of his mind. Yeah, uh, took every kind of gimmick he could find in the bar outside to get some fantastic pictures. But then as soon as we came in, he was like, here, try this, try this, try this, try this. But he was also the man that got to do the final stamp, the Flying Scotsman stamp, and he really went for it. And I've never seen a man act so much. He really should move on to stage. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this. If you want to see the photos and the full write-up, I've asked Rob to put it in the show notes for you. Let me finish by saying that if you've not already got your beer visa from Brewdog, go get yours now and start your stamp collecting journey. The weekend was a huge success, a huge success, and I would recommend it from the bottom of my heart. The staff are a credit to Brewdog, and without them, this movement for beer change wouldn't be the same. The beer's delicious, the bars are bonny, and the staff shine brightly. The people you meet along the way are just as fabulous, and I can't wait to see what the future holds for Brewdog. Thank you James, thank you Martin, and all that make us smile every time we head Brewdog's way. Ace, and thanks again Scott, it was it was really good fun, and that night we recorded with Scott there in Castlegate, as you heard, we then went on to have a couple of beers afterwards, brilliant night, uh, Scott's great fun. Do say hello if you see him around and check it out. I'm going to put the link to the PDF um, with all the pictures, all the stories, a lot more detail. That'll be in the show notes, like we said in the audio there. So I'll get that put in just now. Um, yeah. Anyway, earlier on, you heard from Neil Fletcher. Neil very kindly donated to us a bottle of Money Can't Buy a Brew Dog Beer. We mentioned this earlier as well. It's called Death or Glory. And I've been lucky enough to taste it as a bottle share. Um, it's it's absolutely outstanding. I mean, it's it's a world apart from anything I've tasted before. Uh, Bruce, have you ever had it? Can you tell us a no, bit about I, it? No, I've never had it. I've, I've, I can tell you a lot about it. It was um, in 2011, they brewed a, a hopped-up Belgian golden ale. They freeze-distilled it, amplifying and enlivening the flavours. And then they aged it in oak over four years they put it into three different whiskey casks, which were green, Isle of Arran, and a bourbon from Kentucky. Um, very, very intricate. It ends up to being a 21% ABV. 21. Packaged uniquely in a wooden box. Uh, it's got a kind of skull and crossbones on the on the front of it. Um, and it's, yeah, by, by, all, by all accounts, um, sounds absolutely fantastic, but I've, I've never tried it. One day, maybe. Maybe you can be the lucky winner because if you want to win this, uh, in order to the com- enter this competition, all we're asking you to do is give us about 30 seconds of your time. Uh, you just need to visit the Brewdog News Podcast website, which funnily enough is brewdognewspodcast.com, and click on the big DOG giveaway button. Uh, you'll complete a quick survey. It's just five questions that just help us make this podcast better. Uh, we just want to know things like, do you think it's too long, too short? Do you like Andrew? Do you like Joe more? You know, those kind of questions. Uh, you can then add in your name and email address if you want a chance to win. 
We'll draw a random winner on podcast 32, which we'll be recording in about two weeks' time. Uh, and all the terms and conditions of that are on the website. I so. wonder if you're the, um, the Welsh guy might get a chance of winning it if he, if he enters the podcast. Absolutely not. Ace. Uh, right, Bruce, let's wrap this up. Uh, here we go. It's time. I was um, I was just reminiscing this morning about um, when I first met Lindsay. And um, I said to her, I said, look, you want to go out? And she said she would only agree to go out with me if, if I gave her a bottle of tonic water. I swept her off her feet. Oh, for... oh dear. What? Oh, come oh. on. Come on, no. Oh, dear. Have you told the joke yet? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Okay, I'll close that okay, one. Okay, that's it for this podcast. We'll be back uh, in about five or six days' time, depending on when I finish editing it. Uh, we've got a second podcast that we're recording now, which is a bit confusing, but it's got all the stuff from the USA AGM and loads more in there. Um, we're also going to be talking about a really controversial subject, which is the opening of a brew dog bar in Dubai, which is uh, going to get people's backs up, I'm quite sure. Um, yeah, final mention for our Patreon campaign. Please visit patreon.com forward slash brewdognews for all the details and the cool video that Kev, Kev Mitchell from Border Digital helped us put together. Uh, let's give everybody a chance to say where you can be found online. Who will we start with? I'm going to pick Joe this week. Uh, I am currently Joanne Love Beer on the forum and I am a woman's brew on Instagram. Excellent. Andrew? I am Andrew on the Brewdog Equity for Punks forum. And if you check out the Brewdog News podcast Instagram, you'll see some of my more beery adventures, including this weekend, hopefully some Italian ones. Nice. Lots, lots of Andrew on flights drinking um, <laughs> Speedbird. I've noticed really recently, like a boss. Um, Bruce, what about if people want to tell you how awful your jokes are? I will be, I'll be found in setting up my new dad joke podcast with my first, first guest, Edwin Jones from the Valleys. He'll yep. come along and um, co-present with me for my dad. I'll, I'll give you details of that when that's done. Brilliant, no problem. Okay, you can find me at Sunscream on Twitter on the same as Sunscream on the forums. You can also find out about my day job by visiting robertcooper.xyz. That's it for this week. <clears throat> Send us a voicemail, a local rate number, 01224-518-501. You can email us, studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash brewdognewspodcast. On our Twitter is at brewdognews. And our Instagram, as Andrew's mentioned, is brewdognewspodcast. Show notes and past episodes are always available on our website at brewdognewspodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. There's links on the website, links for everything we talked about, and that bottle of Death or Glory giveaway. Have a great week, everybody. Bye! Bye! Bye. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>